You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Oh my goodness, fellas, fellas, fellas. I had an opportunity for Gary to come hang out in Dallas this weekend, and he blew me off, D'Angelo. Can you no way. Me? Gary never told me about that time. Wow. No way. He, so hold on. He messaged me on a Wednesday, I want to say, <laughs> and said, hey, why don't you come here tomorrow? What? <laughs> <laughs> Gary, everybody knows how rich you are after we saw your game room. We 100%. 100%. You should have jets lined up just like your <laughs> damn them games that you have I in wish. that game room. Right. I, I, I can't wait till you get to what we did this weekend because I got a lot of shit that I need to talk about. Uh, well, well, Gary, let's go ahead and start with you since we know. You. <laughs> uh, actually, I did something this weekend. Uh, how was what, your what weekend? You so my weekend was all right. I actually uh, rearranged my whole bedroom, my master bedroom. I moved all my furniture around, set a new layout, and it looks so much better. It's more space. So I did a lot of cleaning, which was not good. My body was telling me because my back has been on fire. Uh, but uh, you know, just did something different. Gary, did something yeah, you got a girl coming over, don't you? You're doing all this cleaning. You oh, got a girl Gary, coming over. Hold I get, on. So I've had the same layout for the last four years, for five years, no, six years since I've been in this house. So I, I was just going to say it's been that way since you moved in it. Yeah. So now I changed it around. So now it's completely different. And you know what? I'm going to give you a tour. Oh, shit. Oh, we didn't even ask for this. We didn't, we didn't we, ask for this. We didn't ask for this. Don't, you don't. Know what? Sometimes you, you don't need, you don't know what you need, and Gary just provides. So uh, we, he's, he's taking us to the room that. This is where the magic happened? Or that, that, that brought up 50 Shades of Gary. Like, this is a real uh, you guys. This is, this is where he practiced to hold it. Is this where you practice to hold it? <laughs> exactly. This is <laughs> <laughs> Or no. You got video? We got video. You going to flip it around or no? It won't let you do it. Is it on me? Yeah, yeah. it's still on you. Yeah. What the heck's going on? Just turn your phone when you just, get in there. Turn your phone when you go in there, Gary. We you, turn the light on first. But you got to have to turn off the uh, blur on the background. Yeah, turn your blur off. Every time we do this shit, every time we go remote, we got to coach him up. <laughs> there we hey, go. All right, so we're good. There so, we go. Walk in the room and I open it completely up. So, D, oh you God. know how it looked beforehand. So, Dude, it's so much bigger now. First of all, that, first of all, that looks like from remember the time when Michael Jackson walks into the. All my cologne. Wow, Gary's oh, rich. That's that's nice. That's nice, Gary. So what we're going through right now, Gary's giving us a tour of his bedroom right now, his master bedroom and his uh and his compound. He has a sarcophagus with cologne in that. Egyptian themed, obviously. Okay. The bedroom, the bed. I'm Bro, is that open. a canopy? You got a canopy bed? I do. Wait, bro, how old that, are you, bro? How old are you? Is that a real camel in the ba- the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the best. So this we got the dope, bro. Did you paint the right door there. the same color as the damn walls? Every, what, you, what? Did you paint the door the what same you, color as the walls? It's not a white yeah. door. It's the oh, uh, outside's white. The inside's the same color. Wow. And it's like sand. It's rough yeah. like sand. Okay. See? All right. So you, you, you kept with the Egyptian thing. So, that was what I did this weekend. Wow. So, I, I'm going to tell y'all what Gary moved. I'm gonna tell y'all what Gary moved, so y'all understand that he says he did. He did move his room around, hundred percent. All he did was remove the bed and he moved the TV. Everything else is still in the same spot. No, I moved bro, all the furniture. Moved the bed and the TV, bro. Nope, I moved all the furniture too. <sighs> the nightstands are next to the bed, and then the two dressers were all against the wall where the TV was. And it took you all day to do that. It's a lot of cleaning. Oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> I, I'm I, I well, my weekend wasn't as eventful as yours. Okay, You're welcome. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why my weekend wasn't as eventful as yours because I have been accused of having COVID more times in my I life. Can hear it. I can hear it in your voice, oh, bro. 
it's awful, bro. It's awful. There's pollen an inch thick outside on the cars and shit like that. And I, I tell people, I preface it when I go in, like, hey, you know, my allergies are acting up. And people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's cool. And the minute I start sneezing and eyes watering, they was like, hey, man, have you got that looked at? Damn it, I just told you they was allergies before I walked in here. You don't see the pollen outside tap dancing on these cars? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to eat the local honey because the pandemic, so everything was shut down. I am still right now in the process of looking for some local honey just to clear me up, bro. Like, this is the start of the season, uh, allergy season. If I feel like this at the start, there's no way, bro, I'm going to make it. Do you got pollen all in your pool, too? Ah, uh, bro, it's everywhere. It's all in my pool over here, and it sucks. Bro, it's everywhere, bro. It's everywhere. And this is what really pisses me off. Look, I understand that not everybody have allergies, right? I understand that there's people that walk yeah, through this. Yeah, there's people that walk through this world, bro, and don't sniffle once at the green dust that's flying around. But to those, yeah, I understand. You know, there's there's a lot of super men and women out there that have these overactive allergies that just don't even act up they don't even they don't even oprah winfrey meme you at all you don't you don't get any of that well when i walk outside it's it's a fight to the death okay like i i'm saying that i gotta get this under control because it's still covid season and i want to give my chance i'm going to give myself a fighting chance okay i've yet to have covid and because i've yet to have covid i am scared to death now that my allergies are kicking my ass because if COVID entered this body right now, I don't think it's going to work because I, I'm losing this battle with my allergies. The other day, bro, I couldn't breathe through my nose. And my wife was like, can you smell? I said, no. She was like, you could have COVID. I said, honey, I can't breathe through my nose, let alone <laughs> smell something. She was like, well, I can smell when my nose stopped up. I said, no, you can't. You can't. And I want to ask y'all that question. When you no. have, bro, she said that, bro. She said she can still smell with her can't, nose. You can't even breathe through your nose. No. Oh, only bro. thing, only thing I can smell whenever I, my nose is stuffed up is what the rock is cooking. Besides that, only thing I can <laughs> smell is Vic, Vic's vapor rub when I put it on my chest and under my nose after about forty-five minutes, and I can actually smell it. You, you are out of line. Also, too, I want to let y'all know that that hour springing forward completely screwed up my weekend. So on Sunday, when it bounced up an hour, you know, I woke up at like 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, man, I've never slept in this late, not knowing that it had bounced me up an hour, right? So I'm kind of floating around, and, you know, it went from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and I'm like, damn, I haven't even did anything. I just woke up, and time just flew by. So just getting adjusted to this hour loss, I didn't think it was that significant until it's significant, like, Damn, man, I really missed that hour. So I've been mourning that hour that we lost, too. But that's literally all I did this weekend, man, is mourn the hour that we lost and try to hang on for dear life because my allergies have been trying to kill me. Yeah, mine was a lot better than yours. <laughs> I don't know because you said your back is still jacked sure, up. It's still on fire. Bro, you didn't move it by yourself, though. So who well, else? Well, it, it is on it is on little pusher, so that helps. And I had my dad come in, who shouldn't be lifting anything either. Uh -huh. But it's the only other person that's here. Yeah, I'm just it glad you got that. It seems one like Gary's done. Gary's running a slave labor over there. Way he's got his dad working for him every weekend. What, what's that about, Gary? No, yeah, yeah. he just he likes to work outside. So I ask him to do things outside. I helped. He need I need my help with little things in the room. So he helped. Wow, how the turntables. And that's relationship. <laughs> right. But, but, but I, I, I do have this question, though. I, I do uh, have this. Uh, I, and I'm not going to hijack the podcast. I know we got a guest coming on later that. Yeah, that I Gary's brought somebody a, on. So, yeah, yeah. Gary's got yeah, a friend really, for us. I, unbelievable. But I, I just want y'all to tell me what y'all think of Drew Brees retiring yesterday. He came out on Instagram and he said he's hanging up the cleats. We knew that he was going to hang up the cleats, we knew that he was going to retire. But I would be upset if we didn't give our our perspective on, hey, this will be the 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 quarterback to succeed him. Should they get him in get a quarterback in the draft? Or should they go out and should they find somebody? And we obviously know that Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
has he done enough to be top three quarterbacks of all time? No. When it's all said and done, it's going to be Brady and Manning are going to be one and two. I don't think Breeze is up there at that level yet. I just don't think he is. I I, I would take Elway, maybe in Montana, over that as well. Uh, So I don't think he is in there. Is he in the top ten? Yes. Is he arguably in the top five? That's an argue, That's something you could argue day or night with different people because he could be top five. But I'm going to say no, he's in top ten personally. And then who, who uh, see him? so, so obviously they like Taysom Hill, but I don't think he's the guy they're wanting. Honestly, I think they're going to try and make a play for Russell Wilson now that they know Ooh. Drew Brees is not coming back. If you put Russell Wilson in that offense, that's dangerous. And Danger Russell Wilson. So yeah. I could see that. I don't know if they have the stuff to give up to get him, but I could see that being a play because they already have a decent defense. They already have the playmakers on offense. So I think they're missing the quarterback. Are they going to give Taysom Hill a shot? I don't think they are. I think they like him as a gadget guy. I don't think they're going to let him be full-time. So I could see them making a play for Russell Wilson versus using the draft. So you don't think they keep the quarterback they got as a backup in uh, Jameis Winston? I think they keep both of them, but I think they try and go out and get uh, – they might if, they might try and get Russell. Now, say if they don't get Russell, I think they use Taysom and Jameis as a stopgap and then try and draft somebody next year because they're not going to be in a top pick this year to get one of the top upper echelon guys. So I could see them waiting next year knowing that they probably wouldn't play as well, and they might use that to get a uh, quarterback next year. What do you think, Tom? That's cute. I guess he's muted and he doesn't realize it. That's typical. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Time after time. Uh, (laughs) So I think that, yeah, they're definitely going to keep Winston for now. I think, think about Taysom Hills. We haven't really seen him as far as the throwing aspect, like go out there and, you know, take over a game with his arm. It's usually he's in the gadget plays. You know, he filled in for a couple games, but – if they can get Russell Wilson, that's going to be stupid. Don't and be stealing hate. my thoughts. you got to come well, up with true. your own original it's, But it's, it's just true. It's true. I'm going to piggyback on your – even though I don't even think that's an original thought. We've talked about that before, mother sucker. Not to the Saints. Uh, oh, okay. okay. What about you, D? Okay, so this is what I think. I think that the New Orleans Saints are going to go out to Deshaun Watson. They're going to package Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill and uh, pick or two – and they're going to get Deshaun Watson, and they're going to be fucking awful. They're going to be awful, not from a standpoint because Deshaun Watson's not a, a good quarterback, from a standpoint of he doesn't necessarily fit their offense. Uh, but, I mean, he's a good quarterback. It's just that, you know, I don't think in New Orleans' offense they need a quarterback with legs. They need more so a quarterback with arms because of the type of wide receivers that they have. Well, you know, I do think – Go ahead. And I think that's why Wilson makes sense because he can throw the ball pretty well and then he has legs if he <laughs> needs to, but he doesn't rely on that. You like don't think Deshaun they'll Watson. ask for an arm and a leg for Russell Wilson versus Deshaun I, Watson? I think, they, I think they're both going to ask for an arm and a leg. I just think uh, Russell Wilson would probably be easier to get than Deshaun Watson because I don't, honestly, I think Deshaun Watson's playing the Texans next year. Okay. So with that being said, I, I honestly think that. Uh, Drew Brees is a top five quarterback of all time. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. I don't think he has the numbers that he should have if Sean Payton's not their offensive coordinator. But you can't help who you work with. He has done nothing but elevate New Orleans, those Saints, every year, year in and year out. They're in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt. And before he got there, before he was a reject and when he was with the Chargers and they sent him there and they end up keeping Phillip Rivers – who had the better career? Obviously, if if you're the uh, the Chargers, you made a grave mistake and you got rid of the wrong quarterback because he's won a Super Bowl, he's played in a few, he's uh, he's one of those quarterbacks, one of the most feared quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's been left off a lot of lists for some odd reason because his greatness is so great that when he have an average season of 4,500 plus yards throwing, it's it's great for another quarterback to win an MVP. But it's not great for him because those are normal, like he's normally that good. So uh, that's the only reason why I feel like he is up there. Top three, like you said, nah, I don't think that's a that's an argument, but top five for sure. 
So for sure. One quick question, and then we can get to our guest. Uh, same's in the same realm of football. Who's the best running back of all time? I want both of y'all's opinions first. Oh, that's easy. Barry Sanders by far. Pound for all pound. Right, the all best, right, fine. The Give me your top three. Ah, top three of all time. Yes, all time. I, I'm I'm going to go Barry Sanders. I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. And I'm going to go... Ricky Williams. Okay. Time? Wow. Wow, somebody's high over there. Uh, no. I'm going <laughs> to go... Uh, my my top two are the same as D'Angelo's, but reverse. So Adrian Peterson is number one for me, uh, and that for me, I see that face you're making is because uh, I feel like his longevity was a little bit better as far as like how long he carried it out. He won an MVP. What? Uh, and plus, I just saw more of Adrian Peterson growing up. You know, I didn't watch as much Barry Sanders. So to me, AP is number one for me. Barry Sanders number two, and third is despite despite this guy, he he has a little bit of a fumbling problem, but uh, D'Angelo Williams is number okay, one. Okay, I need, I need ah, a, real, a real number three, not a fake <laughs> Give us a real number three, bro. Uh, <laughs> man, and then my third one, I'd probably go with Bo Jackson. So, okay, that was interesting because you mentioned Bo Jackson. There was no Eric Dickerson. There was no Jim Brown, who is always yeah. arguably considered one of the best of all time. So why is why are those two, one of those two not mentioned? Because they're always one of the ones that are mentioned in the top three. So I, I didn't mention them in my category because I'm not a fan of the four yards in the cloud of dust. He was a, he was a power back playing in the era that he was bigger than some of the guys that he was running over. And when I say bigger than some of the guys he was running over, like he was bigger than some of the linemen, some of the linebackers, they don't have the level of – the talent may be there, but the skills that we have in the National Football League today – it's not even close to the skill level of the guys that played back in the days. Like, I see some of those guys, man, and, like, you see Gale Sayers and you see Bo Jackson and you see these guys running up and down the field. Like, I again, I don't know how fast Eric Dickerson was. I don't know what his 40 time was for real. I mean, it's been said that he was a 4-4, he was a 4-5. But you look in today's time, like, that – I mean, there's defensive end, there's defensive tackles that are running that speed. They're quite, and they're so much bigger, so much faster, and the skill level is just insane. I don't think that their running style would have translated over to what it is right now today. And so that's why I didn't say their name. But Barry Sanders, it doesn't matter if you one of those high go seek running backs, those those tuck and miss. You got you got those those uh, those attributes that you can't teach. Uh, that you have to only try to mimic, then you could you could play in any era. And Barry Sanders is one of those backs that could do that. Adrian Peterson, they were trying to compare him to Gail Sayers, but he was much better than Gail Sayers from a tape standpoint because the things that Adrian Peterson did was the only back he could, that could do it. And then obviously, you know, my third, Ricky Williams, I've been a fan for him forever, and he was one of those running backs that could do all things and, again, could have played in any era. And if you want to compare him to somebody in terms of uh, running style, he was Eric Dickerson. He was uh, he was your guy from the Browns. He uh, Brown. He was all of them wrapped into one. So you know that's why those were my top three. What about you, Time? Well, like I said, Adrian Peterson was he was my first running back that I kind of like held on to is like, oh, yeah, I really like him. And so that's why he's number one to me. And just because, like I said, he won an MVP. You know how hard it is to win MVP as a running back? I mean, like, that's obviously usually a quarterback award because what call it is. And, like, that man carried the Vikings to the playoffs, literally. And I just not. So I got so much respect for AP. And like I said, also the longevity of it. I've always said that, you know, being great for a period of time is great. But if can you be great? for a sustained period of time, like LeBron. And then that third is, um, I'd have to say, you know, if the Bo Jackson is kind of more just stuff I've heard about how his athleticism was, uh, that just makes me draw to him. Obviously, I didn't really see him play, but it's just kind of like a feeling. If I had to say top three, I feel like you have to mention him. So so this just puts in, the, the reason why I asked that is because I wanted to read what y'all were going to say. So, D, you can't use the arguments of older players in basketball anymore because you don't agree with older players in football. 
So I wanted to just use that. So you can't say the same thing because they, and you can't say like Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, all these guys in basketball because you can make the same argument you made for football. Who are they playing against? You can't. You can't make that in basketball because basketball. Who are they playing against? Michael Jordan. Michael. I'm not saying Michael Jordan. I'm talking about older, older. Oh yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq. There's a lot of players that you can name. I'm talking about older. I'm like Bill Russell age. I would I would say Barry Sanders is the realm of Larry like Jordan. Bird can play with anybody, bro. Magic Johnson can play with anybody. That's eighties. We're talking Dr. about like Jay can 70s. play with anybody. We're talking about. Well, see, that's the thing. I can't. I I don't know all the old players. Okay, I'll give you. I, I I'll give you one. Pistol Pete. He could have played with anybody. Pistol Pete could have played with anybody. You, well, no, I was just using that. So, and then same with time. I, the reason I asked him is because. I was going to dissect because he always gives the same answers. He always does some kind of answer that helps legitify his LeBron argument. No matter <laughs> what sport it is, he finds a way time. to legitimize why he says LeBron, which I 100% don't agree with the longevity because if you're amazing for 10 years and you decide to walk away, that's your prerogative. I don't think you have to stay longer to prove yourself. Like right. Barry I'm not Sanders, saying you have Barry to. Sanders left after nine years and said, I don't need this anymore. I'm good. I dominated it for right. nine straight years. I don't need to show anything else. To me, that's why he's my he's the best because well, he did it with no offensive line. It was literally okay. just him. Barry yeah. Sanders was by far the number one. And then my number two would be Jim Brown. My number three would probably be LaDainian Tomlinson. But another issue we have is we all pick guys. Actually, honestly – Really, number three would be Ward Dunn because he's my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorite running backs. Okay, I watching you. growing up. But like our whole our whole mantra of who we picked and all that stuff was based off of people we watched. It right. wasn't based off of anything besides what we saw. So we right. don't we we just discredit everybody that happened beforehand. Not and or what just what we saw their eyes. So they have to be the tops, which I disagree with. That's in all sports. That's why I think when we don't give credit to older players, I think it's a discredit to them because we didn't get to see them. And we use the argument, who do they play against? Well, you say the same thing. Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain played against other Hall of Famers and dominated them. So like yeah. these were Hall of Famers that for a reason. So like I just I disagree with I can't use that rhetoric for myself when I make arguments of oh look who they were playing against because they were still professionals. Like we always say the it's hard to get to this position. Right. Doesn't matter who you are, you still made it to the highest of the highest. So you were the best of the best in that field. So you can't take a credit because oh who were they playing against? I hate the argument oh they were playing against plumbers when people talk about Wilt Chamberlain. And his hundred point game that just bothers yeah. me because they made it to the NBA. They weren't plumber. Yeah. They were they made it to the NBA. So yeah. there's a you difference. You got to give them their flowers. I, I I have to say this, and then I'm I'm done, and I'm gonna let y'all have it, and I'm gonna give this hot take, and this will this is gonna really burn some people up. I I have had an opportunity to sit back and look at defensive player Dick Buckus, for instance, uh, looking at uh, 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 Lawrence Taylor. Looking at uh, the machine as it as uh, Bruce off the edge. I've looked at a lot of defensive guys. Uh, Westbrook. So with with that being said, we're gonna say that for next week. I want to bring my guest on now. So we'll let you have to through or think about what he's gonna talk about, what he's gonna bring up, because I'm not gonna let him do it this time. We're time wow. to get to our guest. Uh, I'm gonna bring her on. Uh, so it's gonna be really fun. I appreciate you, D. Say that for next week. So we can get everybody ready Did for it. Did Gary right? just hijack the hijack? I just stew. I'm letting people stew over what he was going to say. <laughs> I hope he doesn't forget that. Well, well Dan, I'm just going to say Julius Peppers, and that's all I'm going to say. But so we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get Gary's friend on here. Yes. And <laughs> we'll introduce our special guest. Man, I'm trying to figure out who is this special guest we have right here. I think is this your guest, Gary? Or is it, it is mine. I brought on a guest because I'm tired of D'Angelo always wanting to talk women topics and not having a woman on. Now you know, on. Gary so, don't know that, that many black people for him to bring a black woman on. Like now you know, <laughs> this is not Gary. This is not Gary. But I'm gonna let Gary introduce his guest though, since he know all these black women though. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, yeah. So I'm introducing Erica. She, we brought her on. Uh, she uh, loves talking women topics with D'Angelo, and I've talked to her a few times with her too. <laughs> and I know D always wants to get into topics dealing with women when there's three men. So we decided we're not gonna have that no more. I, I reached out to Erica, and I wanted her to come on and give her side of. <laughs> 
So we have a woman's perspective when, so it's not just three men talking about women's situations. So that's what we're going to go with. I, I hate you, Gary, <laughs> but I'm going to let you have that though. I'm going to let you have it. How you doing, Erica? Welcome to the show. I'm good. How are you guys? We, we doing good, good. Erica. I appreciate you coming on for me. <laughs> no problem. I'm glad you had me. He never invites me, so I'm glad. I know. So I, that's why I knew I had to. Oh, man. I, I guess we're going to kick it off like this. Uh, so we got to establish a baseline first. And we're going to establish this baseline by this. How much black do you have to have in you in order for you to be black? And I'm, I'm asking this question because Gary has <laughs> 1.5% black in him. And he goes around and he claims that 1.5% black. It's West African we not so sure that mean is black or his just folks was over in West Africa at the time. <laughs> we don't know if he drank something behind me and that's how he got the 1.5, but somehow it showed up and Gary is the least black person that I know. I, I don't know. All, asking, you, all your friends say I'm blacker than you are, so I don't know about that. <laughs> just saying. I'm Lord just saying. I, so, Erica, I'm asking you how much, like, does the black depend on what the worldview you as or do the black depends on how you identify yourself because there's there's some people that you can look at and you like oh yeah they definitely biracial and then there's some people you look at and you like you on the fence about it and then you just go with default either they're either black or you go default either white so i'm gonna let you set the tone for how we carry on how much black do you have to have in you for you to be a black person well back in the day there was a such thing called the one 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 drop rule so if you have a drop of black blood, you were considered black. Back in the days, Gary. We're not there, though. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but now, um, but I would say it would just depend on, I guess, how you look. Maybe if I can tell, because there are some people who you can look at and you can't tell that they are biracial or mixed. So. But what if I they mean, go around saying they're black? <laughs> And their looks don't don't justify them as being black. You're gonna still consider them black or no? Well, here's my thing. So I know both of y'all know I have a daughter who is a teenager. So she has teenage friends who are white, and they um I guess go around they act black, but they're not black. So I mean, just because you act black doesn't make you black it doesn't give you I'm, that I'm, pass but, I'm but not again, going, what, if, what if you're like if you're biracial and you just look more white and you and when you see them they look white and they they identify as black does that work because they're from a biracial relationship or are you just basing it off of the way they look i'm gonna base it off the way you look because you can't there's no way in America you get judged being black if you don't look black, unless someone okay. knows you're black. Okay, now we can start off on our topic. That's why I wanted to. I needed to set that baseline. So we all we all agree that Erica based things off of how you look versus what she know about you. Okay, so now that we've set that baseline, we're gonna have a conversation about Meghan Markle. Okay, so at the at the meat of this Meghan Markle incident, everybody's saying, or not everybody, mostly everybody in the black community is saying she was treated this way because she was black. If, <laughs> if you look at Meghan Markle, I, and I, this is me, I can't, I can't speak for anybody else, but when I look at Meghan Markle, I do not see a black woman. If she didn't open her mouth, I don't know what she is. She, can, she, she look Italian to me. She's looked, um, she's looked like she had like a deep tan where she could be, you know, from the uh, Caribbeans. She doesn't look black. But do you think that the royals or the, the and they didn't necessarily say the royals. They said that, you know, some people in there talking about the color of the baby. Do you think that at the, the very meat of this, the reason why she has these issues is because she's a black woman? I feel like Meghan Markle went into this situation with three strikes already against her. She's a woman. She's, well, I'm not going to say she's a woman. Of course she's a woman. She's black. She's American. And she's a divorcee. 
Harry's never been married. He married outside of their culture. So I'm not going to say race is the biggest factor, but yes, I do think it plays a part. And no, you can't notice that she's not black because I don't, I mean, I never knew Meghan Markle prior to this. I just know she grew up in Compton and she played on Suits. That's all I know. I know she has a black mama and a white a white dad. Um, but had she not been parading her mom around and just paraded her dad around, no, she probably wouldn't have gotten the backlash that she did. But the fact that she grew up with her black parents and she claims to be black, then that's where most of the, I guess, color black backlash comes from. So just just to clarify, you said that she is black. You consider her black or no? <laughs> yes. I consider her black now because I know she has a black mom. But prior to all of this, me just seeing her on first glimpse, no, I didn't know she was a black woman or a biracial woman um, because she looks white. Okay. okay. So, so with that being said, do you are you rolling with Meghan Markle on was she mistreated for being any of those things or was she just a in-law or a married in? Because I, I know a lot of people that marry and their in-laws are horrible people. They're shitty people. They're, they're horrible. I just see this as regular family business that people just didn't agree with each other and they fell out. Everybody else is making it way bigger than what it is. I think Meghan Markle, she's, uh, she's, She's one of those that she's entitled. She 100% is. And I'm not saying that she was born or raised that way. I'm just saying that maybe the royal family made her that way. It doesn't make it right or wrong. I just think that her viewpoint is entitlement. And that, like, I laughed when she was saying that uh, Kate made her cry when she was getting married over a damn bride's dress. Are you serious? Are you serious? Well, and but just, that's just, her just, special just a special day. You know, just to tag on to it, uh, just I want to, on top of the stuff D said, just your whole take of the whole interview situation, the whole Meghan Markle and uh, whole interview thing. What's your whole take on the whole thing? Well, okay. So when I started watching it, I, I initially took notes because I was trying to see which way was I going to fall because. Okay. My my granny, she absolutely cannot stand Meghan Markle. So she was trying to get me to understand that it's her fault. She took him away from his family and X, Y, and Z. She's just um, pretty much a crybaby. She's entitled and spoiled, like you said. Yeah. But me, on the other hand, I'm going to play devil's advocate. She also stepped out of her culture. She left America went to England for love. She quit her job. Like, I don't know how successful Suits is, but she quit her job for this man. And she's over here in this new culture that she claims she knows nothing about. Which Let me I go first, that. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just on Megan's side. I do feel okay. like she was... She was dragged through the coals. Let me yes. let me go first, D. Let me go first, because, D. Because because she is not of uh, British or whatever. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I I can't agree with you on she quit her job and chased love, and she went to a new place. She went to be royalty. There, there's a whole different level when if you take if you, she just did it to marry a normal person, it is a royal person. It's a whole different level. You'll never work again. You'll never do anything again the rest of your life. You're just gonna enjoy life. They're gonna pamper you, do everything you want. I don't see that as like a step away from anything personally, because if I'm if I left and I went to go marry a royal, okay, I I'll go leave football for a royal. That okay. That, that would have been different because it is you're going to be set for life. Your family's going to be set for life. Your kids, all that. You're set for life because that's what the royal family is. You're in it for life. Yeah, I know they've had the issues. They've had things like that. But I just can't agree with it was a step a step down from what she was already doing. Like you said, well, you only know her from suits. Was, 
Well, I'm saying, like, you know her. She started, left to go to a whole new country on by herself, which is a unique thing. And then she chased for love. But it's love of a royal. It's a big difference than just a normal, average person. Yes, it is. But I don't think she understood the magnitude of what she was getting into. So she probably thought she was stepping. Yes, she probably knew she was stepping into royal life. But I don't think she understood the magnitude that this royal life carried. She said so, she didn't even know she had the curtsy to the queen upon meeting her. So, so I guess like, my question is, does she do any, does she know anything about her, her fiance or boyfriend at the time? Know who her mom, his mom was <laughs> and what she went through. That's, that's every, like, that's a, everybody knows that. Oh, you done tricking the shit out of gear. You go, gear. You talk your shit. Even me at a young age, like I knew who the royals were. Like, I mean, right. even in a, like they're pre like everything that goes on over there uh regarding them they air here in America. So I can't say that she didn't know but she swears she didn't know. She, Again but I, I call I call bull crap. Yes, correct. Like, even the fact that she said that she didn't google him because anybody marrying into that life I do think that you are going to google and see well, or at least investigate to see what you're getting into. And, and I had this conversation the other day with somebody because to me it brought it. So you've had the father come out saying that she basically estranged herself from her father. Yep. You have the sister or stepsister that says she's estranged herself from her. And then everybody's calling them crazy. Everybody's saying, oh, they're crazy. They're crazy. Right. But the only reason people are saying that is because Meghan Markle is an actress. She's a celebrity. So they're going to side with her to start what if all the stuff was true and it's just now coming out in this interview and all this type of stuff because of the way she's being handled we don't know i'm just saying no we're always going to oh. take her side when it comes to that even her sister because of th what they're saying could be sound crazy but a public figure people like to take their side because it's more trustworthy and she's never been in trouble like she's been a good person she does a lot for charity she's an actress she's been good so like people are going to just naturally sigh with her in that aspect because that's just you know her nature. You don't know who these other two people are. You're just saying, oh, they're coming after her because she's marrying a royal. We don't know. Maybe she did estrange. That's the thing is everybody just choosing their sides without any facts. I don't think she estranged herself from her dad initially because she was expecting him to walk her down the aisle. He had a heart attack. Now the sister, on the other hand, she's back crap crazy. Like, I, I, I would agree, but that's everything we, that's all we know about her is her rants. But what if some of the stuff she says is true and we're just not agreeing with it because she is crazy on other things? We I don't know. Think, well, I don't think that they had a relationship. I don't think her and her sister had a relationship. Uh, there are so many years, they, they're like 11, 12 years apart. Um, the dad married, or I guess he was married to Megan's mom. So, like, she grew up with him in her house. I don't think that even her brother, I don't think she had a real, a real relationship with him. They're so much older. Uh, yes, they know they're siblings, but I don't think that she, like, had any type of, like, brother-sister relationship. She said she hadn't seen that. Like, I don't, they showed some behind-the-scenes thing, and I think she said she hadn't seen her since, like, the early 2000s or something. So, so, so let me make sure I get this straight. You're saying that they mistreated Meghan Markle because she was technically an outsider. Uh, not only was she black, she compounded it by being a foreigner, by being a divorcee. So hey, this is what, this is what my problem is. I understand that you're a foreigner and I understand that you're a divorcee, but when you push race to the forefront and say, Hey, this is, undeniably why they did these things and then i look at Meghan markle and i'm like whoa hold up like i understand the race car but in this situation right here my eyes are playing tricks on me because this does not look like a black woman i'm not saying she's not a black woman i'm just saying she does not fit the description of a black woman if i pulled her over as a cop and didn't know what her history was i would say that she was a non-african-american woman i would be wrong but yet, I, that's how what I would classify her because of my eyes. If I pull Gary over, even though he has 1.5%, it's proven it's on his 23andMe, that it's proven that he is 1.5% black in him. Can he claim being black? In my opinion, I don't think it's enough. 
I don't think it's enough. I think just, you just are. Just to clarify, before I did my 23 and me, he said all I needed to be was 1%. When I came back one and a half, he said three. No, like I want, uh, it's a one drop rule. One, and honestly, it's a one drop rule. One drop of blood. So, so Gary can claim being black. So, okay. So my question I is. I can claim being white. I have. Um, that's what I was about to ask. I have 3% of. Um, in, um, I don't know what it's called. On my ancestry thing, I have like 3% of one thing. Um, so, I don't know. So, so, Erica, why don't you claim white? Because I'm black. Oh. I think that's where it comes to her looks, though. Like, well, she can't claim white because she is... She's not white. She doesn't look white, so she can't claim that. But she I think is, that's though. Where, we just talked she, about that. Yeah, but to... Like you said, it's the, it's the society. It's whatever people view you when they see you. Right. It's not based off of what your history or what you are in your DNA. It's right, because I have, I have French in my DNA, too. So, honestly, if I wanted to, I can be like, well, I'm other. Man, but you know what? We're in, not, we live I'm in America. We live I'm in America, and there's a big melting pot. There are a lot of others. Like, I don't think there is anybody who is just one specific race. So you can't so, tell people what they can or can't claim. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I'm just going based off looks. I, I, I was told the one drop rule too, but as we progress in society, it's more so what the world view you as. Because if the world view you as a white woman or view you as a black woman or a black man or a white woman, you get treated based off how people view you. And if people view you as a white man or a white woman or a black man or a black woman, that's when we attach either privilege or not attach that privilege, depending on how you look in society. Have you ever seen the movie Imitation of Life? Yes. I, I have. I don't remember it, though. Well, this is like an imitation of life moment. Okay. All right, since you're not going to explain, I'm just going to move on to the next topic. <laughs> well, I mean, gonna... it's 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 about a girl who uh, her mom is black and her dad's white. I don't know who her dad is, but um, her mom is a maid. And she um, so the girl grew up privileged because she was the maid of a rich white person. But like she didn't want to be identified as black. So she she looked white to like everyone's eyes. She looked white. Yeah. But she was actually biracial. So she could pass as a white woman. So she left her mom. She didn't want anything to do with her mom. So she moved away. And her mom's like chasing her around the country pretty much. Trying to get her to accept her and love her black self. And she just doesn't. So, I mean, it comes to the end where her mom dies. And then that's when she has this realization that, man, oh, my gosh, this is my mom, this black woman. I love her. Deeply, blah 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 blah. But yeah, I mean, oh, okay. wasn't, there, wasn't there a guy named Clayton Bigsby? That... <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the top rope. <laughs> Stop beating on my hood. <laughs> it's hey. the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, it's a Dave um, Chappelle skit. Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, he was a black white supremacist. That he was blind, but he was raised as a white guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he didn't it's realize hilarious. he was black and he was the leader of a KKK clan. Right. So right, right. You watch. So, 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 so is it is it okay for women right now in America or in any other country other than London, England, that's not a, a princess or a prince or uh or whatever title that comes along? Are you okay? Do you still want to be a princess? Because obviously Meghan Markle just made it not cool to be a princess. No, like if my freedom has to be stripped from me, she couldn't even get psychiatric help. Like she claimed she needed psychiatric help. They wouldn't allow her to do that because it would tar tarnish their brand or their name. So no, I mean, I wouldn't inflict that on myself. I, I wouldn't. Well, and as I think the biggest thing with the whole thing is it's she say versus she say. Like That's there's no exactly. proof behind any of it. So right. it sucks. There'll never be proof because all we're going to get is her word and we're probably not even going to get a response from the Royals because they feel like that's beneath them to even respond to that. So, yeah, they said they're going to do an investigation, but they're not going to release that. So like it, it, it lose, lose situation for them. And then for her, she can say whatever and they're not going to respond. So it wins for her no matter what happens. And nobody's going to know. You just got to pick a side 
and stick with it. And that's the unfortunate part because we're never going to have actual truth of any of it. Do I think some of the stuff she said happened? 100%. Do I think all of it happened? No. I think some of it was 100% embellished. But that's part of that, like everybody, everybody makes a comment. She's an actress for a reason. But who knows? I will say it is a huge strain. I, I can see some of the issues with the Royals because it is the first time somebody's really left the Royals. One of yeah. the... One of the royal family left and basically gave it up. I haven't really experienced that. So I think that's something new for them and they're trying to work through too. So it's crazy. I don't, it's just going to, it's a unique situation. So what side are you picking? Up. Me? I'm in the middle. Picking? You know, I sit in the middle. I, I, I think, I believe there's some rights on both sides. I think there's some embellishments on both sides. I don't Time. think you want to, I want to know the truth though. Time, which side are you picking? Man, I'm on the queen side. These hoes ain't royals. <laughs> <laughs> These hoes ain't royals. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, who, who, Eric, <laughs> whose side are you choosing? Obviously, you choose the Meghan Markle. Like, it sounds like that's what you're choosing. If, if, we're, if we're going the race card, I'm going to side with Megan, we're not. I'm like, I'm like, but I am, I am like Gary. I do think she did lie. Like I said, I think she lied on some things. Like I don't buy her whole truth, but for the most part, I think she was telling the truth. I think they tried to um, keep her cornered in this in their life, and just tried to make her like you accept this because this is the way we roll. Okay, so. This is these are my thoughts. I'm 100% with the queen and the entity, and this is why I'm with the queen and the entity. At first, when I first heard the interview, I was with Meghan Markle, but then after going to London and spending some time in that culture, that's just them. That's just their culture. Like Kate had the same. Kate didn't have the same issue because she was she was kind of raised in that. But if you go back to Princess Diana, Princess Diana was the same way. She like you don't supposed to touch royals. You don't supposed to do this. But she was more hands on. She was with the people. And then the prince that she was dating cheated on her, and then they end up divorce or or separating. I'm not sure if they divorced at the time of her death, but she was dating a bodyguard. So this is the same treatment that uh, Princess Diana got. Is the same treatment that Meghan Markle got. She's an outsider. She wasn't necessarily in the uh, 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 around the the rich people. So she ain't got that. She doesn't have that that aristocrat feel when she walks into a room. So it was it was suffocating for Meghan Markle because she had never been in an environment like that. But that's the environment that they're used to. Just like Harry. Harry was saying, like, yeah, you know, we don't cry, we don't do this, we don't do that. Like, that's just how they are. He's accepted that. Like, even him saying that he has love for the queen. He didn't say he loved her. He said he got love for the queen. That's his commander-in-chief. He has hella respect for his grandmother. And I appreciate that. Because she's a woman of power and her position and where she is. I understand that. This is why I'm not surprised. Because there was a Clippers owner that he said some, some bad stuff and he had a chick come in and topple his whole industry. It was a $2 billion industry. There has been women throughout history that have toppled big companies and organizations. I don't think, I don't understand why the royal family didn't understand. Like, did they not see Harlem Knights? Like, maybe she's sunshine. Maybe she's sunshine. They don't know that. Hey, I ain't never coming home no more. That's what he told them. That's what he told them. They ran off. They got them house. And that's where they at. That's just, that's just how I feel. I do want to get to the next topic, though. Uh, and I didn't want to cut you short on that. But I, 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 I want to get to this one. So I know a lot of people, they have a preference on news stations. Some people watch CNN. Some people watch MSNBC. Some people watch Fox. Some people watch uh, C-SPAN. Some people watch the BBC News. But I want to talk in particular about Tucker Carlson and Fox News. He came out and he said that pregnant women fighting in the military, it shouldn't be a thing. Like, we shouldn't be making maternity flight suits and uh, certain hairstyles for women. Do you think that as far as being equal, women are just as strong and tough in the military as men. You want my honest opinion? You damn right. That's why you on here. We ain't, we don't want that fake shit. We want the real. I want Hell you to be no. honest. Hell no. Women no. No, no, no. No. I don't think that women have the same strength as men. Pregnant women should not be fighting 
in the military. That's just, that's a no-no. You can find something else to do, but fighting pregnant is not one of them. And I know it's, uh, hey, we are one, we are women, we fight, whatever, whatever, but no. No, no, no. Let's be real. No. Okay. Um, I have a I have a question when it comes to pregnant women that I got to get on these these ass a little bit about. Do you think that pregnant women deserve a spot at the front of the grocery store to park in so that gentlemen you're like D'Angelo trigger me? You're gonna trigger me. You're gonna trigger me. You I don't know if you saw his live the other day, but D'Angelo went live and said he doesn't think that they should have parking spots for handicapped people. Or no, that's not what I said. President. That's not what I said at all. That's not what I said. All what right, I said was, I there's certain parking spots that I don't uh, respect, and there's some parking spots that I do. I respect handicapped parking, and I also respect veteran parking. What I don't respect is uh, parents with children parking. Hell, no, I'm going to park there whether I got kids or not. Mothers that are expecting. At the time I parked in that parking spot, you don't know what I identified as. So don't judge me when I get out of this damn car. And why do you need up-close parking anyway? My thing is this. If you're trying to walk that baby out, why close parking? That ain't going to help you. That ain't going to help you at all. You need to park in the country where everybody else parked and then walk that baby out if that's what you need to do. And if you can't walk while you're pregnant to get in the grocery store, you don't need to go anyway. You better Instacart it or... DoorDash it or or pick it up through the drive-through. If you got to park close, that's extreme. So now, because of all these special parking spots for people, because we're supposed to be equal, like not equal from a standpoint of being uh not an able body, but being somebody that maybe is pregnant or you have kids, like you get an up close parking spot. So now I got to park fourteen rows back because there's all these special parking spots. For all these special people that if they needed these parking spots other than handicapped and veterans, then they should have just stayed their ass at home. Yeah, I'm lazy. I'm 100%. I'm going to own that up. I'm lazy as hell. You can call me whatever you want to call me, but what you're not going to call me is fake. I, I don't put my shopping carts back. I'm parking in parking spots that I'm... Oh, I, I have a problem like with that. that. I always put my shopping cart back. I think that yeah. is a test of your character. You it have takes to literally. It takes literally. It's nice. It's being nice to other people and making well, the people you, that work there their job. You just put it in the thing. You don't have to worry about how many times have you pulled up to a parking spot and somebody left their dang cart in the parking lot and you can't. Right. And I get my ass out because I respect the fact that I'm, every time I see that, Gary, I'm like, ah, it's another one of me. So I get that. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't take the good with the good. And the, I, I don't take the good and then just talk but, but about I the do, bad. I, I, do I accept agree. both. I do agree. I think the. I don't fully agree, but with the parents or the expecting mothers, you could be two months pregnant and not even know it yet. Or and you could, people can just play the system. They could just park and say, "Yes, I'm only a month or I'm two months in." You can't question somebody. I'm 100 percent playing the system. 100 take advantage of that, and I definitely don't agree with the parking for kids. If you have kids, that to me that's outrageous. Your kids need to waste their energy anyway, so you might as well walk them. But I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Man, no. I'm whipping my ass in the. I, 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 I agree, um, because I'm gonna tell you why. So my sister. She uh, went to the mall one day and she parked in the mother's expecting. She was not expecting, but she parked there and she has a little gut. So she sticks, pokes her stomach out and then proceeds to walk into the, <laughs> to the mall. So, wow. no so, I mean, yes, people do, I guess, take advantage of, but I don't think that that's a reason for someone to have a parking space. So that goes to your thing about women fighting in the military. Why do you get special privileges for parking if you're pregnant, but then you want to fight? Doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Well, Look at my whole thing, I don't, so I don't know, I don't know all the backstory of the Tucker uh, Carlson stuff. I know D did look to all in that. I want to know if it's actually true that they are allowed to fight in the military as pregnant, because if they are, to me, you're risking another life if you're doing that. And then you're also risking somebody's life that has no control over that aspect. And that's and a whole choose, other right. thing that that's a whole other can of worms that should not be brought into fighting, especially when it comes to death, guns, all that kind of stuff. That stuff, kids, they, pregnant, none of that stuff should be fighting that type of stuff. I don't see the purpose. Now, if it's just a flight suit for somebody working in a at a 
a field or something. They're not actually in active duty in the war. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But not active duty where you're fighting while pregnant. I would definitely wholeheartedly disagree with that. Yeah. Erica. Yes. This will be my last question, and I'm going to let them have it. Do you believe in gender equality? And if you do, what does it look like? To a certain extent. Like, I... So so here's why I say that, because a lot of people, there's gender stereotypes, like women supposed to be in the kitchen, men supposed to take out the trash, uh, change a flat, the oil. Like, I, I, I understand. Do you believe in gender roles? And it, either way, I, I want to know what you think, because you said in the military that you shouldn't be fighting in the military pregnant. Men are stronger than women. So obviously, in my mind, I think you don't believe in gender roles because or you do believe in gender roles to a certain extent because men are quite naturally stronger than women. But why do you believe that? And how how deep do you go into these gender roles? Like what what do you think a woman shouldn't do versus what she should? Well, um, okay, I'll say this, like, I don't think that women after their body changes i don't think that women should play football i know that's like a big thing about uh women being or equal and being able to play football um i mean if it's a special teams maybe and they're the kicker or the punter or something okay maybe but i don't think that they should be out on the front line tackling or getting tackled like your body our bodies are just made different and if a guy hits you they're not fixed. It's not the same. It's just not the same. Um, as far as like roles is in the house, I don't believe in gender roles as far as, well, because I can cut the grass, but if I have a man at home, why do I have to cut it? You're a guy. Well, why does he have to cut it? Because you don't believe in gender roles. Your ass can cut it just as good as he can cut it. That's fine, but I'm just telling you I don't want to. If I have a man here, I don't want to have to cut the grass. Cut the grass. What if he doesn't I want to either? I don't feel like I should have to take the trash out. You take the trash out. What you, if he doesn't want, want me to, to wash either, the, You want me to wash the dishes? Well, what you if he washes the dishes? Them off and the then, floor? Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. What if he washes the dishes, dishes but the he doesn't want to cut the grass? Yeah. Well, I'm not. Cu- well, we can hire somebody to cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, hey, so you believe you in some gender roles, not a lot, not most. Though. Right, 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 right. Okay, so I lied. I got one more question, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. A woman hits a man. Is it okay for a man? Oh, to- baby. Oh, Lord, okay, this is a good one. So, no, I don't think that women should put their hands on men. If I have a son, and a woman puts her hands on my son. Either I'm coming for you or surely my daughter. But I'm just saying, like, I just don't believe in that because every if you put your hands on someone, they have every right to hit you back. Regardless of gender. Regardless of gender. If you put your like I tell my daughter all the time, you put your hands on someone. You don't know how they're raised. You don't know what their mom or dad talked them at home. You put your hands on a guy and he puts his hands back on you. I mean, I'm gonna be pissed, but you deserve this shit. Keep your hands to yourself. You 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 were taught at an early age. Your foot, your feet belong on the floor, and your hands. Keep your hands to yourself. Gary, you don't people. What what you going with, Gary? So I I agree with her on the aspect of that nobody should hit anybody. Uh, I I would like to say that hey, you can defend yourself as a male, <laughs> but you can't. I, I if a girl hits me, I'm not gonna hit her because I know it's not gonna go in my favor, no matter what. I've, I've literally, literally I'm, we were taught this literally in football. We had a class, a, a woman sergeant came in and she talked to us and she said, if a woman's chasing you with a knife and you knock her out, she's trying to kill you with a knife and you knock and you punch her and she gets knocked out. She better still be holding the knife when the cops show up or you're getting arrested. That's what they told us. It didn't matter if your life was in danger. It, 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 you were completely in the wrong because we are considered stronger, so that way you have to restrain yourself. You can't defend yourself no matter what, which I disagree because if your life isn't threatened, but that's the whole thing is like, is your life really in threatened? What people always try to say. It's it's a 
it's a hard thing to say. I yes. will never hit a woman, even if she hits me. I will remove myself. If she's coming at me with a knife, I'm probably going to defend myself because that's the only thing you can do. So, so if she comes at you with a knife, you're going to hit her. She, I'm not going to say I'm going to hit anybody. I'm just going to defend myself. I don't know where I'm throwing something, getting her away, whatever I got to well, do. Uh, even if you don't hit her, you better shake the shit out of her. But uh, <laughs> what about you? Well, go ahead, Eric. May. Okay, yeah, Jerry, you go ahead and finish your statement. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. But I was just going to say that there's an, but nowadays that they, um, if you're the aggressor, you're going to jail. Like, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. That's look a at lie. the, look at the bow wow situation. Look at the You just point out one situation, Erica. We're talking about the masses here. Anytime the police saying, show up and a man and a woman sure involved, I'm man's sure that's not the only. I'm sure that's not the only time. But I'm. Um, I mean, I'm just saying. Like now, they take the aggressor to jail. So if 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 I if I'm fighting you and you look battered or your shirt's ripped, you didn't do it to yourself. Okay, Tom. What you think, bro? Well, you know, I'm kind of in line with them as far as, you know, nobody should be putting their hands on anybody because, like, you know, like Erica said, you don't know how someone was raised. And at a certain point, if you put yourself in a situation by hitting a guy, unfortunately, you're going to have to live with the consequences that follow that if they're not someone that's been, you know, raised to not hit a female. But, you know, it's, it's hard because it's like, well, what if I'm out and, you know, maybe my sister or my, you know, significant other is in a fight with a female and you know obviously i'm trying to get them out of there but if they turn and come at me and it's like am i trying to protect them now too at a certain point there's only so much you can do as far as uh standing your ground where you actually have to do something you know so it's it's one of those it's one of those great questions you always see whenever a video pops up of a, a girl way way you know way laying on man and then he turns around and pops her and Drops her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like you said, the aggressor is going to jail now. But the problem is, even if say you got scratched up or whatever, a girl was doing whatever, and you knocked her out, and they rot, and you call the cops, and they show up, and she's just coming to, you're probably going to jail whether you got all these yeah. marks on you or not. You're both going to jail. No. Yeah, but, they would, but, they why both. Should, but why should you, if you were defending yourself from that? That's that's the whole thing. And then there's no way to determine the aggressor. That's where that's the hard part that's on the cops is how do they determine who is the aggressor? Because both of them are going to say the other person's the aggressor. That's yeah, that that's, that's so that puts them in a sticky situation. Well, if you're going to jail, you might as well go for a reason. No, so, for longer than. <laughs> hold up. I don't know. I don't. You were raised weird, Erica. <laughs> if that's what you, if you don't go to jail, go to jail for something. Well, well, this is, this is what I believe. I, and, and I've had to struggle with this as well. Um, if, if a woman puts their hands on you, what do you do? Uh, and the, the thing is, is equality in my mind is not hitting them back because I know that I'm a lot stronger than any woman that's hitting me, whether it's Ronda Rousey, whether it's a woman that has no fighting skills, none whatsoever, because we all make mistakes. I'm going to take it as, oh, yeah, you you just made a mistake. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a let you have that one. That's on you. Don't ever do it again because at this point in time, we don't need to be together. It's over with because you just got physical. This is too much for me. Now, Tom brought up a very interesting point. And I, I, I really want to hear the answer to this too, Gary, but you granted you don't have sisters. You have a family member getting her ass stumped out by a gang of females. How do you intervene without throwing punches and now they whooping your ass and hers? You just so, eat so that? I'm not gonna lie. If there was like seven people jumped on my mom, I'm probably gonna knock all seven out. <laughs> just being real. <laughs> because that's the one that's right. do it that time. You can't do anything else. If I have nobody else here to help me, there's no other women that can help me there, I'm going to do what I got to do because cops ain't going to get here in time. That's just a fact. And then I'll deal with what is going to happen then because you're not going to do – you can't just do that. You can't <laughs> jump. That's a different story. We got Jackie Chan Barnage over here. <laughs> that's the thing. He that's never going to happen. probably going to knock all seven of them out. Never say happen. never. Never say never. That happens my mom. Me and my mom gonna have some talking to because not that way, but <laughs> uh, okay. Is there anything else you wanna say, Erica? Uh 
Gary, Tom, did you want to say to Eric? <laughs> I meant to you. I appreciate you coming on. No problem. Yes, we appreciate you coming on, and it's always great whenever we leave D'Angelo speechless. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> he said, I'm probably going to knock off seven of them. <laughs> you have to think about it. Well, uh, I feel like they might, after one or two, they might stop. Uh, okay. Eric, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, whenever we have any more, I mean, I don't know if you want to be the voice of all women. Like you said, you don't know how I was raised, so I might be not be speaking for all women. But that's the thing, though. I know how you was raised, though, because uh, con- contrary to what Gary said when we kicked this off, you're my friend. <laughs> that's debatable. That's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Also, too, guys, on the podcast, I just want to let you know, you remember the one girl that I was talking about, about as it relates to Gary? This is that one chick that I was talking about. Well, you know, he didn't tell the whole truth when he was telling that story. We've learned from Reese, he never tells the whole truth. He tells, I don't know if D'Angelo has this um, selective hearing. Like, he hears what he wants to hear. And then he'll tell the story however he thought he heard it. And it's not accurate. Like, I have to tell him that is not what was said. That is not how that happened. So we really I mean, appreciate you for coming on, Erica. What he wants to hear. <laughs> but you're welcome. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's always great to get some other perspective because, you know, it's three guys on here. We need, we need more female voices on here because uh, I know y'all are tired of hearing us talk about things that women should do. That's <laughs> men. Uh, so... We'll go ahead and end the podcast right there. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget, we have, what is it, episode two of chapter two releasing this week, right? Oh, super dope, bro. Super dope. My yes. favorite one, though, for, thus far, man. Serve the favorite story. One. Serve the story on Thursday. Uh, if you hadn't checked it out yet, you need to go check it out. And and I think our, our uh, animator took it to the next level for the second season because, like, I don't know. It just feels like it's a whole, it's a whole nother level this season. What do y'all think? It's, just- oh, it's a whole nother level. I, I, I respect the hell out of what he's doing. Uh, it is, I, I think it's leaps and bounds better than the first chapter. And again, it's my favorite chapter thus far in terms of the serve the story. Well, uh, yeah, cause so- Gary started it. So of you're right. Gonna- so what do you expect? <laughs> Here we go. Here we so go. Shout out, shout out to Nick. Will made it. Nick will made it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we will be back again next Monday with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits.